Hey everybody, welcome to the Craft Business Life podcast. My name is Lee Solomon. This is a podcast all about um, the day-to-day life and the nuts and bolts of actors, other artists, and people in related fields to actors, uh, which is what my guest today uh, would qualify for. So uh, she is a casting director, uh, Lori Malkin. Thank you so much for doing this. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Cool. So... um, First, why don't you give everybody a quick overview, it doesn't have to be quick, but an overview of what you do now. I know you have your own casting business as well mm-hmm. as working for another agency, mm-hmm. and what your kind of overall career right now as a casting director consists of. Sure, sure. Um, so I've been in the business now um, about 15 years, going on probably 16. Um, I started with a very boutique casting company. We were a full service casting company. So I always did uh, commercials and film, um, a little bit of theater here and there. So I was always, you know, really uh, lucky. And then I was able always to do soup to nuts casting. So I always prepped the jobs, always spoke to all the agents. Um, and I set up all the auditions and I ran the casting sessions, even as an assistant. When so I was just to young. stop you, for example, to start to break things down, when you say prep the job, yes. what does that mean? So prepping a job is basically you, uh, you put together a breakdown, you speak with your client, obviously, about what they're looking for, character breakdown. Um, and then you put that breakdown out to agents and managers and direct talent, um, and they submit themselves. Uh, for that job. So I've always kind of, which is what we would call prep in the industry. And then I would choose obviously the talent that we would bring in for auditions. Um, And then, um, you know, and I think your clients will trust you enough to bring in the, the, you know, the, the, the right people that they would want to see for those jobs. And then you should also bring in people that maybe they wouldn't necessarily expect. Um, and that's always uh, really fun to kind of bring in people where you're like, I think you might like this person. You might not have them, you know, completely in your mind's eye, but uh, this could be someone really cool that could um, really add value to your project. Um, and that's really, I think, what a good role of a casting director is. Um, so that would be the prep. So I've really done that since I'm 24, which is very rare. Um, I was very lucky. And I've been in the business since I've freelanced and, and worked for networks and I've worked for pretty much every casting director in the city. You know, New York is a pretty small industry when it comes to casting. Um, so I've been lucky enough to work with some of the greats and, um, I've been working with, uh, or freelancing with a company called Paladino casting going on <laughs> probably, uh, about 12 or so years, um, ish. And Kristen Paladino is, is a close friend and someone that I've worked with for a long time. I would consider her a partner, Um, and she's a full service casting company. They specialize um, mostly in commercials and branded content hosts. Um, I've done also some movies with her. Um, I can close these doors if you want. It's up to you. Sorry. Sorry for that, guys. You guys are getting a little behind the scenes look now because we're in a very nice space in uh, Lori's office building. But she's just closing a door so that uh, we can have a little less uh, background noise. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, I'm back. Um, so, yeah, so Kristen is fantastic. I've been freelancing with her for a very long time. Um, we have a fantastic relationship. I started my own company about five years ago called LB Casting, um, where I specialize mostly in independent film. Um, I've worked on scripted podcasts. I've worked on hosts. Um some commercials, but it's certainly not my specialty, I would say. Like if I have a commercial 
client that comes in, I usually forward them over to Palladino and then I can still work on the project. Um, and, um, and yeah, I would say that I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky in that um, I've been working in this business long enough where I've created some relationships that have really come through over the last several years and been able to work on some really incredible projects with some really talented people. And I think that that's really the point. I think um, casting has changed over the years quite a bit as far as um, budgets and um, how the, you know, the web-based life has changed casting. Um, it's changed considerably, more so with commercials, and I've seen that pretty significantly um, about how people feel like they can do it themselves and, you know, they don't really need a casting director for a lot of things, which I don't necessarily agree with, um, of course, given uh, that I'm a casting director, but I do see the difference and um, how it's changed the industry quite a bit. Um, but I think that that's where you have to change how you bring value to your clients. You know, I think when it comes to, um, you know, thinking outside of the box and, and having, you know, really good relationships with some of these agents, you know, some of these producers, they just don't necessarily get, um, I think they think that they can do it. And they could do it okay, and, and I'm sure that they certainly can. But I think that there's um, there's a real skill set to casting, and I think that um, that people definitely don't uh, they don't value that as much now as they used to, um, just because of just budgetary constraints. I think also, you know, I've done a lot of celebrity castings as well, where you're going after celebrities, you're going after influencers. You know, like I've I've literally done any type of casting you can ever imagine. And um, I think influencers and I think social media has played a huge part in um, casting and, and where people are spending their money, you know, as far as um, advertising and things like that. Like, you know, we're used to have, you know, huge big name directors casting, you know, commercials and they were beautiful and they were cool and they were innovative. And I think some of those still exist, but it's rare. I think a lot of people in advertising companies and clients are wanting to spend their money on influencers and get to the, you know, as many eyes as they possibly can with, um, you know, not doing so much, but maybe just kind of spending money on certain, you know, certain celebrities and influencers who can uh, kind of push their products. I'm sure you've seen that um, with all your ads on social media and things like that. So you, you're like, oh, wow, this person's promoting this product now, like interesting, you know. Um, so that I think that's really changed the business quite a bit, but, um, you know, my, you know, where I've actually pivoted, which I think is, is, you know, just, um, how just kind of, I think it's just the evolution of, of what you need to do as a casting director. And especially nowadays is, um, I've started to do some development as well, where, which I've done actually for many years, probably 10 years, um, which is really hard to do. Um, it started with kind of a reality or doc series type stuff because I was meeting all these really cool and interesting people and I felt like oh this person needs a show and I, I happen to know people you know who are producers and you know production companies and stuff so there were certain shows that were sold but certainly never aired um, and it's just that's really tough too because you're spending years with these people um, and that's always really interesting but that's really what I do it's a people business so um and now I've been working um with uh, a friend who's a really uh, incredible screenwriter um and uh I've been working on a bunch of projects with him um developing some of his scripts and screenplays and I've uh, I've cast a scripted podcast for him um which we're doing another one 
uh, coming out shortly, and then he has a bunch uh, that are going to be coming out that I'll most likely not only cast but produce as well. I've been very lucky with that relationship. And then I have another relationship with another production company. Um, and I've already cast, I think it's like four films for them. Um, I cast a short for them uh, late last year. And now uh, they just got the money for a feature. So we'll Great. be casting that um, in the spring, summer, <coughs> um, which is very exciting. So I have like a bunch of stuff coming up, but, you know, it took a lot of time to... Um, to work on those relationships and to have it come back to you and all those things. I think that people discount like, Oh, you know, it happens right away or, you know, I can meet the right person and you know, it just doesn't, it doesn't work that way in this industry necessarily. I mean, you know, my friend that's a screenwriter, I mean, I, I met him seven years ago and I only recently started casting his projects because it literally takes that long um, for things to happen for people. So I think, patience is a big uh you know um, learning and something that you really need to take into account um if you're going to be in this industry um but i listen i'm i'm a patience person i'm a i'm someone who definitely um is willing to put in the work and the hustle and i think as an actor if there's a bunch of actors listening you know that's it's the same thing like i think it's a matter of you know the hustle and the patience and connecting with people and networking and um and things like that i think they play a huge part in um the success of what you're doing um so i know i went on a bunch of tangents but i think there was some helpful information in there no what's funny is that there is so much to unpack in everything <laughs> you it. just said yeah and it all goes to things i was going to ask you anyway well, so good. it's the perfect intro but Toward the end, just now, you got into something that is really, I think, important yeah. um, for actors and everybody to know. You know, I think a lot of actors, especially when you're new, see casting directors as the keys to the kingdom, mm -hmm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll get into all of that and, you know, whether you actually make the final decision and all that kind of stuff. Um, but one of the things you just explained is that your career trajectory as a CD and what you have to do is a similar struggle and a similar journey to actors. Yes. Which absolutely. is very interesting. I think actors think that CDs have these great stable lives and the actors are the ones struggling, please give me a job. No, I mean, well, I think it depends. I think that, um, I think you can get yourself into a situation where you are part of a huge company and a huge machine. And then yes, your life is very stable. Um, but me, you know, I have an independent casting company. So I am working project to project. I'm lucky enough that it's consistent, you know, that I'm, I'm consistently busy, but it's certainly not uh, something where I'm in the cogs of like a, a huge company, you know, which is, which has jobs, you know, every week or multiple jobs at a time, you know, I'm working on one job at a time. Um, you know, sometimes like, you know, it'll be, you know, I'll have a job that goes on for three months and then I won't have a job for about a month. And then, you know, I'll have another job for several months or, you know, like the, that's kind of the ebb and flow to some degree of casting, um, where it's project to project based. I think if you work for a large company, 
then you have many people who are um, kind of playing a part in uh, you know bringing projects in so therefore you're able to work on multiple projects at a time you have a team and you have assistants and you have like all that stuff um, where I'm kind of a one-man band which I like I kind of I really kind of enjoy what I do I, I don't think I would change it I think that um, you know, like the development part of it and being able to develop scripts and kind of having read so many scripts over the years and, um, you know, discovering talent. I mean, that's what I live for. I, I love those moments. I mean, that to me is the good stuff. I don't think I'd want to be working on multiple projects at a time. I think it's really nice to, to kind of focus your energies on one. But I do have a friend who, um, she's a, a pretty big casting director out in LA and she does very well. Um, and she, they do, you know, she's, she's built a, a nice business for herself and they do work on multiple projects at a time. I don't think a ton, but, um, you know, I see the success, um, that she's had and we came up together. We worked for that small casting company together when we were very young. Um, she moved out to LA and kind of changed her, you know, her whole scene. Um, but I'm very proud of her. I mean, she really created this, um, this, uh, business for herself she's a partner and she has assistants and associates and you know she really uh she really did something there and I every single time that I, I see something that she's worked on it's it's like wow like she really you know uh, she's really doing some amazing things um so I do feel that you know they're with casting too sometimes you find people aren't as supportive of each other um which is unfortunate uh in the industry I would say that I'm like the complete opposite of that I'm, I'm very supportive of other casting directors I love working with other people in the industry I think we can all feed off each other's energy and um, you know it's kind of like a more the merrier type situation I, I think actors have to do the same thing like I think you know I have a couple friends that are actors and um, I had one who was like you know I didn't get something and um, you know was was very negative about the person who did and I was kind of like, yeah, but it wasn't your job. And that's okay. You know, like, it's totally fine. Like, you'll get something else that is for you. And I think you have to kind of look at it that way. I think you really have to be supportive of um, your contemporaries and your industry. And things will come back to you. Like, I'm obviously very much like a positive karma person. And I do think that you can get negative and you can get down and you can get, like, you know, because you're all going up for the same part and like all that stuff. Um, you know, we deal with that stuff too, but I, but I, there's something to be said for if you've created some of these relationships, you're good at what you do, you know, things, uh, good things happen. Like, I, and that's happened to me, you know, so I've, I've, I've truly lived that uh, mantra. I really do. So again, clearly you're talking from the point of view of someone who has, as I said, a similar journey and struggle and career trajectory to an actor just in a different mm -hmm. aspect of the business so let, let's get into some of the nuts and bolts mm -hmm. here because it's fascinating to me first of all you mentioned working on one project at a time mm -hmm. so how exactly does that work in terms of you know you don't have to give me the numbers but you get hired by a producer mm -hmm. or whoever that's in charge of this project and I guess the time it takes you is, as you said, prepping, getting the headshots and resumes mm -hmm. in, auditioning, then deciding who to send. But 
you know, so this could take you two weeks, could take you a month for one project? That's a good question. It depends on the project. Listen, I have worked on multiple projects at a time. Sure. So I'm not saying like it's always one at a time. Sure. But, you know, you can be working on, like I also have a um, a musical coming up mm-hmm. and that musical could take a month to cast. Mm-hmm. And then maybe like a small kind of hosting gig could come through and that could take three days Mm -hmm. so it really just depends on what's happening Mm -hmm. at the time like those little gigs you can do those Mm -hmm. quickly and easily but the more legit projects the theatrical projects those types of things they take a while um to cast so um you could be taking other jobs in between that time um so i would say that's and again, I'm not asking how much, but but how do you get paid? Do you negotiate a flat fee? Is it a fee per week? Like, how does that work for um, you? Usually, I would say it's a flat fee. Okay, for the I whole negotiate. project. Yeah, I mean, I think that you, you're fair, you know, knowing what the overall budget is of the project. I see. Um, and you kind of base your fee around what their overall budget is. I've definitely, you know, given deals to people who I know, you know, don't necessarily have as much funds, but I love the project and I really love to work on it. So I'm willing to kind of take a hit because I know eventually, you know, they're, they're talented people. So eventually they'll have the budget for right. me and that's fine. Right. Um, and then there are certain situations where, you know, they have the money. And so, um, you know, I'm able to get uh, my rate, which is, yeah, it's usually a flat fee based on the budget of the overall project. Okay. And then how different is that? when you're doing it with Palladino because then obviously mm-hmm. you have to get paid and she has to get paid. Correct. Well, Palladino, you know, Kristen owns her own company. Um, I freelance with her mm-hmm. and she hires me per project. So I have a day rate with her. With day rate with her. Correct. Okay. And that doesn't change depending on it what the not, project is? Usually does not change. Sometimes it changes if, okay. it's, if it's a film. Like, I, you know, because I come more from the film world, like I have more of that background over time. There are times where I brought business to her, um, you know, film stuff, you know, that type of thing. And then we work out a rate together, which would be more of a partnership for commercials. It's a straight day rate and that's fine. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's her client, you know, that's, you know, she would get obviously the majority. Um, Sure. But yeah, if it's a, if it's more of a legit project that I've brought to her, then we have a different um, setup where we split it partners wise. Cool. And again, just because I'm curious, you know, as a, as a a freelancer myself in some ways, you know, so let's say one of the ones that you're doing on your own with your own company Mm -hmm. and you negotiate the, the flat fee. Um, and then do they pay you up front? Do they pay you after it's cast half and half? Yeah. I mean, it's never up front. Okay. <laughs> uh, gotcha. It's never up front. Gotcha. Um, sometimes people pay in installments. So like sometimes, um, like the podcast that I just did paid me in, I believe it was three installments. So it was like, I did a, a section of work. I got some money for it. Gotcha. I did another section. I got some money for it, and then at the end, I got. So these are all details that you work out with the particular Absolutely. situation. Absolutely, and you, have, you just have to be flexible about sure. it, which I totally, of course, sure. am. But yeah, you never get paid up front. It's have you ever like, had to chase somebody of course, for money? Of course. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and and certain times they'll tell you, like you know, this is how we run our business. You know, you're going to get paid after 30 days. You're going to get paid after 60 days. I've gotten paid after 90 days. Um, there was one production company um, that I worked with which I won't name, and they were really tough as far as payment goes, not only to myself, but to the actors. Um, and that got a little, you know, 
you know, because for me, it's all about my reputation as well. Um, and the projects were good, but for whatever reason, I think that they were overspending. So they were spending money on other things before paying out, um, you know, for other projects, which is really tough. Um, I did end up getting a page <laughs> eventually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you definitely have to be flexible um, about payment. But yeah, I mean, most of the people I work with have been super on the up and up and I work with large companies, small companies, you know, and you just kind of figure out what their payment plan is, what the schedule is. Some of these more independent companies, like some of the production companies that I've worked around, some of these indie projects, um, they're pretty good about, you know, because they're friends. So, you know, you just kind of work it out with them, but they're usually pretty good about paying. And um, by the way, so again, you see actors, CDs have a lot of struggles as well. Um God, again, there's so much to unpack in all of this. So, no, it's fascinating. So, okay, so you alluded earlier to you being and having done this for a while, having a lot of relationships. Obviously, that's how you get some of your work. But, you know, actors, they see on the various websites and wherever what auditions there are for them. How do you see potential jobs other than through direct relationships? Um... I mean, for me, it's always been really word of mouth and, mm. and referral and just people that I've known. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily go online to look for projects. But is there even such a thing there is. for casting directors? There is, yes. Wow. There 100% is. So there's, okay. a, there's a website called Mandy. Uh -huh. um, so has all yeah. like crew, you know. Oh, so that's jobs. So you could. I mean, if you wanted to, you sure. certainly could. Sure. Um, okay, of there course. are. Uh, there was. I don't know if it's still around or as you know, but there was entertainmentcareers.net. Okay. Which is another website. Okay. Um, for crew and you know that type of thing. LinkedIn. Sure. I think people definitely you know work the LinkedIn angle. Gotcha. Um, I've actually met some pretty interesting people from from LinkedIn. More on the finance side, like more on like want people wanting to um, finance films and, you know, things like that. That was always, that's always been a pretty interesting angle. Um, but yeah, I'm not really someone who looks for, for things on online. I haven't needed to and, and I've been very lucky in that way, but you can. You mm -hmm. certainly can. So all your work for the year is freelance. Everything is 1099? Correct. Wow. Yeah, I have my own company. Right. Um, so yeah, so James Tennant. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, so now the part that actors are really going to want to hear, and yeah. then we'll get back to more of, of from your perspective sure. and everything. But you know, we got to do it. Yeah. Actors want advice. Okay. Actors want information. They want to know what the CDs are thinking. Okay. So, you know, let's start with the basic. Obviously, actors have to know that for any part you potentially are auditioning for one you have to be the right type that's just a reality you mentioned that sometimes you can get a, an unexpected one in there which is great um, but for the most part and then you're seeing many many people potentially for for a particular role so what's your most basic couple of pieces of advice for actors that's a broad question. I know, I know. <laughs> um, I would say, um, I would say my most basic advice, obviously, is most of you guys are not represented. Like, you don't have an agent, you don't have a manager, so there is an online hustle that that has to happen. You know, you should be looking for jobs on Actors Access and casting networks and backstage and and things like that, and you should be taking jobs that you may not 
ideally would have. Um, even like background work, you know, I've, I've, I've definitely had um, some actor friends who were, you know, just trying to make ends meet. And so they would do some background work and then they got bumped up to some lines. And, you know, so, so those things can happen. I'm not saying they happen all the time, but um, I think if you're really trying to make this work, you know, you really have to be flexible. Um, I know that most of you guys probably have full-time jobs, which I think is also something that I would say, don't quit your day job. Um, you know, you need to be able to make ends meet. I think people are like, oh, you know, I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to go into it full-time. Like it's going to cost you more money than you're going to make for a while there. So you definitely need to be working, you know, whether it's like real estate or in restaurants or, um, jobs that are flexible for you to go out on auditions and be able to do what you want to do. Um, so maybe you may have to do some type of job change just because the nine to five is usually not going to be so flexible. I've had people who've come in who are like, I'm on my lunch break. You know, you need to fit me in now. And like, that doesn't work for me necessarily. It seems so, to happen all the time from what I can gather. And, yeah. and, and that's a whole other subtopic yeah. of this whole podcast is how do actors deal with needing a day job and the flexibility and all that? I think you have to get a flexible job. You have yeah. to get a job that will allow you to um, do what you love. Yeah. Um, and yes, you know, maybe you make great money and have for many years at a, you know, at a nine to five gig, corporate gig, but they're certainly not going to be flexible for you to, you know, follow your creative passions. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, and you can't necessarily put it on us to see you when, no. you know, we need to see you and all of that stuff. That's very frustrating. That's the thing. I mean, nobody said this business was quote unquote fair to anybody. Yeah, exactly. It's just what's worth it in yeah. the end. And also I've, you know, I said, I always say, um, when I'm teaching workshops and things like that, I think it's really important to, um, network with your fellow actors, you know, talk to them at auditions and talk to them at workshops and, um, because maybe you could start creating some of your own content. You know, I, I really believe in that. I think now is the best time, um, to really get uh, some of your content online and to be able to create things that, um, you wouldn't have otherwise. Um, and it's, you know, you know, it's, it's interesting. I've, I've had people who are like, oh, you know, I met someone at this audition and we're kind of going through the same thing. And, you know, we just kind of connected and it was like magic and then we started writing together and now we're, you know, working on this script or this pilot or whatever it is. And we're going to make it ourselves and we're going to throw it online and we're, you know, we're going to do something. And that to me is like, that's the hustle. That's what you should be doing. Um, you know, I had friends in the past, one of the major production companies that I'm working with, the films coming out, you know, they self-financed um, some of their own projects. And that's why they were able to get the money to make some of these features because they did it themselves to start. It's big risk, big reward. You know, it's definitely risky to do that. Um, but there's nothing to me better than putting yourself out there and, um, you know, connecting with people and creating something fresh and new. Um, I don't know. I just, I think that there's so much opportunity if you're only like aware of it or only open um, to that opportunity. So I always say like, you know, obviously hustle online, definitely look, look at those websites for jobs, take student films, you know, do stuff that you wouldn't normally and, um, connect with your fellow actors, connect with, you know, connect with people that you meet along the way and you just never know, you know, what can come from it. Um, I think that, uh, I'm a testament to that as far as just networking goes and just being patient and, 
um, you know, just really cultivating those relationships. I think that there's, uh, there's nothing better and there's no bigger reward than, you know, everyone succeeding, you know, and people that you care about and people that you've invested in and have invested in you and all that stuff. Um, I know I'm positive, I'm a positive person, but, um, but I do think it, it, it's, uh, it's something that can really change your life. So we're going to get back to the, the actor advice part, but I want to, and this is part of that too, but so you mentioned about creating your own content. Mm-hmm. Obviously that's huge these days mm-hmm. and it is great that it's so easy to do so to varying degrees. So let's break that down a little bit. There, there's one side of it where it's like, I want to make this movie or this web series or this whatever, just because I want to make it great. But if also or separately, your goal as an actor is to give casting directors something to look at. You know, you can see my reel. Obviously, a reel is one thing. And then you can see this thing that I made that's on YouTube. Anything you can see directly before meeting the person can help, right? Well, it can help or hurt you. Okay, so explain Um, that. I think that, um, you know, people are like, oh, you know, I need to get my footage. I need to, you know, do all that stuff, which I think is a good thing. But um, I think if the footage is not good and the footage doesn't represent you well, like the audio is bad or it sh- isn't shot well, it, it's not going to do you a service. Okay, that's so, exactly what I was going to ask. Yeah, so people are like, oh, you know, I just need to get the footage. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, I had an actor friend. Uh, you know, she sent me something recently and it was clear that it was, you know, it was a bit amateur and that's totally fine, but it didn't, you know, she's an incredible actress and it didn't do anything for her. And I was honest with her. I was like, I know you, you've read for me before. Like, you know, what you do is really special and that was not portrayed in this reel. I wouldn't want anyone to see it. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't want anyone to, to see these scenes. I don't think that it's doing you a service. Um, and I've told that to other actors before, like if it's really old or, you know, like 10 to 15 years old or, you know, maybe you did get that law and order job a long time ago and congrats, but it doesn't need to be there. Um, so I think it's, uh, it's really just a matter of being thoughtful with your footage. Um, sometimes just doing like a, like a self tape read um where you know that you're really good at like the certain monologue or something like that like that to me would be even better sometimes than seeing a scene that was really poorly shot and has really okay bad so audio. right so that that's what i was gonna ask and so now you're you're answering it from both sides which is you know if 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 it's if it's obvious that it's just meant to be a self-tape read that's fine. Yeah, and people say that. But if it's that. supposed to be a filmed scene, then you want it to be of a certain quality of production. Correct. I think... Okay. And I think people have... Like, nowadays you can, you know, post multiple videos of yourself. People are very clear when it's not a reel. They're clear that it's like, okay, this was a, you know, like a self-tape or this was something that I, you know... is. Okay, so you have no me. problem with a casual self-tape yeah. if that's what it says it is. For sure. I Great. Mean, I think okay, that's, that's totally, what I, I meant. I think that's totally fine. I think okay. I'd rather that than like a, you know, like a really kind of, you know, the audio and it's like fuzzy and it's just bad. Exactly, exactly. It's just not doing anything for you. And totally. also like maybe the people in the scene aren't doing anything for you. I just think... Um, you have to be realistic about what you're posting for yourself and you want to put your best foot forward. It's the same thing with pictures. 
um, which uh, I'm sure, um, sure we met. I did a whole headshot thing, which I'm very, uh, I feel very strongly about. Um, but I always say also my workshops, like, show me your headshots and I'll tell you the truth. Like, I'll tell you what. No, you know. that, that's exactly what happened when I met you. And, uh, and uh, it was very interesting because I thought those headshots of mine were, were pretty good. I'm not really trying to be an actor anymore anyway, but it was fascinating. You immediately went, no, they're just not, they don't look like you. Or you said something that they don't give me a good sense of you, whatever, you, don't, you didn't like what I was wearing. <laughs> and, that, and that, no, it's it's great because the reality, this is a business and this is your perspective. And that's that's really yeah. fascinating. But it's also fascinating because I'm going, well, what is she talking about? I mean, I keep it really 100, <laughs> you know, like I keep it super real. So let's, um, so let's go on that because actors are going to want to hear yeah. that too. What is, what are your basic advice for headshots and why, again, I, I thought mine was perfectly fine and I'm not asking you to defend mine. I'm simply saying, so what don't actors realize about headshots? I think headshots are your calling card. So it's literally the most important thing you could really ever do. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I'm prepping a job, which we talked about earlier, my first step is the headshot. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, let's say I get, and I get a lot of submissions. So let's say I get 2,500 submissions. My first pass will be just a headshot, you know, just their picture. And then I'll go back through and look at footage, you know? So it's like, there's like rounds that I do. And the headshot is, is your first impression. Um, for me, you know, it's all about basic, basic, basic. Like I don't want... Um, I want it to be like either, you know, like a white backdrop, just really simple, like no foliage in the background, no New York, you know, city scene, you know, I'm not into it, like the cobblestone, like who cares, you know? Also, you know, as far as your wardrobe goes, like keep it simple, like it's not about what you're wearing at all. Um, I think, you know, people are like, I'm going to wear my leather jacket because I'm going to, you know, portray this kind of tough guy or I'm going to wear, you know, a suit. And I think... I think there's something to be said for if you're trying to be a commercial actor to have some of those shots in your back pocket, you know, to say, like, I can play this role if you need it. That's fine. But I think if you're if you're really looking to be like a legit actor, it's not about what you're wearing. Like you should be wearing like a for a guy, like a black or white or gray T-shirt. Same thing for a woman, maybe black, white or gray T-shirt or like a tank top. And it's really and I don't care about your body. You know, it's really about your expression. And what you're what you're able to um, emote in a in a picture. A lot of times, I could just tell from a picture if I can work with you as an actor. You know, there's something special, or there's something there that I can feel through the picture. Um, I think it's really hard uh, with a lot of these headshot photographers. I think it's really hard for people to um, get comfortable um, with someone to be able to give that type of emotion so I think a lot of times they come across as like uh almost like a high school you know like picture like a yearbook picture Mm -hmm. (laughs) um because like I'm smiling I'm serious you know like those types of things I think it's I think for me always and this is with my auditions too there's something in the eyes you know um sometimes you can say so much without saying anything and that to me is like the best stuff like I'm all about like that subtle read I'm all about the underplay so it's the same thing really with your picture like there's something in your in your eyes that I connect to um so like I said it's not about all the stuff in the picture 
Um, and, you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, my agent told me, you know, I need to wear outfits. Like, I need to show characters and I need to show personality. And and that's fine. I mean, you certainly, like I said, could have that in your arsenal of pictures. Um, you know, if you're applying for, you know, certain commercials where they need that type of person. Like, if you are gonna, you know, be auditioning for, like, a mobster, you know, maybe you do want that leather jacket picture. But I wouldn't use that as, like, your picture. Because then it kind of pigeons, pigeonholes you into something that maybe you're not. You know, maybe you want to be a clean slate. And that's that's what I'm talking about. It's about the clean slate. It's about being able to be anything and anyone. Um, so that's really my advice on the headshot. So this is fascinating. Again, so when you say you want to see what's in the eyes and emoting through the photo and connecting with you through the photo and so forth, are you saying kind of emote as yourself like connect as as you would to a person or are you saying be trying to portray some kind of emotion as an actor like I, this is my i don't no. know whatever <laughs> no i'm never i'm never gonna want a portrayal right or of someone that you're not right because that's not who i'm hiring so you want to be able to genuinely feel for the person through the picture correct i mean that's yeah. the same thing also when you're auditioning mm -hmm. i'm not going to choose the person that's the best you know like that they're acting quote unquote you know that to me is like the worst you know it's the person who feels it is the person where it comes across the most genuine yeah. you know where i believe it the most and that to me it feels like that person it feels like it's who they are Sure. And not what they're pretending to be. Yeah. Um, and I think that plays in a headshot. And I think that plays um, in an audition. I, I love the real reads, the people who come in prepared in a way where you're just like, wow, they're that person. Like, I, I can't deny it. Um, and I've had some of the best auditions in my life, you know, from people who just came in who, who have that quality in every, you know, in every role they play. So. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, so that's a perfect segue. I wanted to get back to the whole audition process from mm -hmm. the actor's side. Mm -hmm. So first of all, especially for actors who may be fairly new to the actual business, because for example, me, like most people, tons of theater all through high school, college and everything. Mm -hmm. And then you get into the real world, unless you were at a school that was able to, to give you this kind of information. I was not, <laughs> you know, you don't really get how different the real business is. So first of all, tell me if this is still correct, unless it's for a play, nobody's asking for you to do a monologue for an audition, right? No, I've had people do, oh, you're saying for an audition. Yeah, for an audition. Uh, no, yeah, we're, we're right. usually assigning something. You're getting a side, correct. which, you know, the script. Okay. So, um, Cool. So an actor, let's say they do pass your headshot test and your type test and mm -hmm. everything else. And you're like, all right, I want to see this person. So you call them in, you send them aside and come in. You know, what's what's your advice for actors to how to prepare for that and what to do when they're in the room with you? Um, to prepare with sides. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, I think, uh, you know, practice makes perfect. You really want to be as prepared as possible. Um, I mean, I don't, I, I can't say that, you know, there's much advice on that. I think as an actor, you kind of, you know, instinctually should know, you know, mm -hmm. how to handle sides. Okay. Yeah. Um, and when you're in the room with me, you know, I'm not a, a, a go big person. So 
there are other it's hard advice because there are other casting directors that would prefer you to give it you know your all and, and really like go big with your auditions i'm just not like that i don't respond to that i respond to a real read i respond to an underplay someone who feels genuine and like i said like they're not quote unquote acting like they are that person so i'm always going to respond more to that type of read than anything else um and if you come in big then i'm gonna tone it down i'm gonna say you know can you give me 75 percent less yeah or you know just uh just tone it down a little bit more um, and again as everybody always says that's also a big distinction between anything on camera, whether it's film, TV, web series, anything on camera mm -hmm. versus on stage. On mm -hmm. stage, you have to be bigger. You do. Camera, you can be as subtle as anything, right? Correct. That's yeah. why the eyes so. play a huge part, you know, on camera. Yeah. Because you can be, you know, saying so much without saying anything. And I think people don't realize that. And I can usually call out people who have theatrical background, you exactly. know, say like, you clearly have a lot of theater and, you know, you don't have to play to the rafters for me. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really just about this quiet moment that we're having together. Um, so I think you have to kind of adjust based on the type of project that you're reading for. Sure. And then, um, especially because anytime you do a seminar, I'm sure you get asked this. You got asked at the seminar I was at. I think it's the actor's favorite question for a CD, so we yeah. might as well cover it. How, if at all, is it appropriate or helpful uh, for an actor that has auditioned for you to follow up with you after? Um, I accept emails. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't really respond to them, but I certainly, <laughs> but I certainly um, uh, email is best. Okay. I don't think really any any casting directors get mail anymore. Yeah, I mean, the whole, the whole submitting. The that's right. Yeah, we used to know, get yeah. headshots delivered to the office. Oh, yeah, that was no a whole, that. that was an analog thing back in the day. Yeah. The headshots, the envelopes, take a big yeah. pile to the post office. We yeah. big filing cabinets yep. and, yep. you know, all that stuff. But no, now it's all consolidated. So, and I only really like to be contacted if you, you know, if you have something going on or if you want to, you know, exactly. hey, I want to invite you to this thing. The random shout out is never really going to do anything for you, yeah. to be honest. Sure. Um, but yeah, I would say email is best. Cool. And um, all right, so let's get back to the steps in the process. And I know every project may be different, but in general, first of all, I think what actors need to know, unless this is incorrect, you tell me, you do not have the final say in who gets a role, right? Yeah, I never have the final say. Never have the final say, Unless right? it was my project. Right. Unless I was producing it. Right. So you're submitting people to the director, the producer, whoever. Yeah. And I ultimately mean, I, they have the final say. But I have um, influence. Sure. You know, I think it depends, depending. I have influence depending on the project and depending on the person that you're working with. But um, usually I have influence, I would say. Um, and they do want to know my opinion because obviously I'm seeing a lot of people and they want to know, you know, cause, and a lot of times clients aren't at the first audition. They're, they only come to callbacks. So I'm sorry. Say that. Explain that. I said usually clients. Oh, the are not client. The the, the oh, no. Right. Oh, absolutely. I so they you know meant, that yeah, I've been yeah. seeing people you gotcha. know, for however long. Of course. And, of course. You know, how yep. do you really feel about this person? What do you, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I definitely have influence. And also. Keep in mind the type of person that you are, um, you know, separate from your acting ability mm -hmm. plays a part in whether you get the part or not also, because you know what, you have to be on set with these people. You have to be working with them. You have to maybe be in 
you know, vans that are traveling for hours at a time. And people want to know if you're a cool person, if you're easygoing. Um, no one wants to work with someone who's difficult. So um, I definitely have given, you know, if, if I'm aware of that person and the type of person that they are, as opposed to like, oh, this person's super professional. They're really easygoing. They're always prepared. Or like, I'm a really sweet, you know, really cool people. Like I, I definitely, you know, say those things. So remember that your personality plays a large part too in if you get hired or not. It's so funny you mentioned that because I have noticed, and this is just my perspective, you know, when I have been at auditions and things, mm -hmm. so many actors, when they're in the waiting room with other actors and we're all waiting to go in, mm -hmm are so closed off. And if that's their thing, they need to prepare, they need to be in their own world, that's totally cool, of course. But I can't help but think, even as somebody who's just sitting next to you in the room, that comes off as you, you wouldn't be pleasant and warm to work with. You know, we're all supposed to be in the same boat here. But at the same time, they may just need to prepare, and that's fine, too. I would say that's different than your personality like if you're, oh, wa okay. if you're waiting outside of an audition mm -hmm. and someone's super focused on trying to, mm -hmm. to do a good job mm -hmm. um and being prepared and all that stuff that's that's different than like someone who's just not warm or that's fair or yeah no difficult. of course exactly I think, the I think the audition vibe outside is probably very different than okay. like life makes sense also sure. maybe they weren't prepared maybe they didn't get the sides until oh that's what i'm saying absolutely 100 percent. yeah 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 you know, Okay. function with anyone else okay sure her. so so to me that's you know that's aside from who they are as a person fair enough absolutely know. no absolutely that makes perfect sense okay um have you ever had a client um come back to you and say what are you doing this is not the type i wanted for this part you're sending me the wrong types of actors I haven't had that, like, what are you doing? I've had, now that I've seen this type of person read this part, I now realize I want something else. Okay. And that's fine, too. That changes all the time. Gotcha. Where people are like, I wanted this, but yeah, no. It's okay. not, I'm not feeling it. Okay, so they're not mad at they're you. Mad they're at just me. evolving with yeah, the process. I mean, sure. and, th and that happens a lot. I've had a lot of clients change their whole set up you know and which is harder for me but of course it's like okay that's you know yeah. if you don't see it that way that's totally cool right and sometimes they change genders sometimes they change nationalities sometimes ah, they change okay. you know what the type the look you sure. know whatever it is they're just like you know age <laughs> whatever um and you're like all right no worries like I, you know we can pivot that's totally cool Awesome. All right. Well, I do want to get into your background a little bit and how, because then we're going to get into uh, advice for people who may want to get into the casting field uh, before we wrap up. So where are you from? Where'd you grow up? I'm from New Jersey. Oh, um, so the state we Jersey are currently girl. sitting in, but very Jersey. close to this to New York City. So we're, very we're, close. we're essentially in the part of Jersey that's considered we're part of New River. York. We're yep, <laughs> exactly. Um, and I, I'm from South Jersey near Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and yeah. And then so, you know, growing up, were you interested in theater and things like that or? Yeah. Um, I, interestingly enough, I grew up uh, more as a singer, dancer. Oh, okay. Um, I was not 
as strong of an actor mm -hmm. uh, as I was a singer. I think most of the people who knew me growing up thought I would become a professional singer. Cool. Um, I studied opera at a very young age. Wow. But I was not into it. Like uh -huh. I wasn't, in, you know, I, I studied it because my, my singing teacher was an opera singer. So I, I learned opera and I learned the foundation of opera as far as uh, like your voice goes and breathing and all of that stuff. But I... I didn't connect to it. I had a bit more soul and I just, it just wasn't my thing. She wanted uh -huh. me to do pageants and things like that. I was not into it. Right. And I, um, I actually always loved casting. You know, I always loved TV and film and, um, it was something I always connected to and casting for whatever reason when I, when I was in high school, it was my dream job to become a casting director. How did you even know what that was at I that point? I don't know, but it was <laughs> okay. my dream. Like but it was, somehow you were connected to this idea yeah, of getting into casting. That's I amazing. Of like, I kind of knew that like, you know, oh, that person's so great for that part and you know, they're perfect ah, for that and okay. the chemistry between the actors. And uh -huh. There was something about it that I connected to. So in my head, Casting was my dream. That was what I wanted wow. you know, to be behind the scenes. Um, and and most casting directors, interestingly enough, were actors. There's a lot of that. There's yeah. a lot of it. I most people ask me, you know, were you an actor? I was not. I never, you know, did that. Uh -huh. <laughs> I was never. I was never an actor. Never a professional actor. Um, you know, I when I first graduated from college, I was a financial recruiter. Um, so I went, you know, that route. Um, and I made a so lot. how did that happen? I mean, you said even before college, you had this idea of casting in your I did. head, right? I did. And then I just, you know, I think that I, it was a dream. So okay. I didn't necessarily pursue it. Right. Um, and then I studied, uh, I actually studied hotel and restaurant management. Sure. In college. <laughs> um, well, hey, actors are waiters and you, so, you know, it's, if there's something in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I decided I wanted to do human resources. Like, you know, it was that type of situation. I was able to get a job right away from a friend from college. Well, actually, I could see overlap between HR recruiting, and casting. Recruiting and casting is the same. Yeah, so recruiting exactly. is basically interviewing, uh, you know, potential job applicants for a client. Right. Where this is the same thing. You're auditioning actors for absolutely so it's exactly. very similar cool yeah um and i was very good at it and mm -hmm. I, I made a lot of money um, at a very <laughs> young age right um which was crazy at the sure. time sure and then i went through um a family tragedy oh i'm sorry that's okay and it just but it changes your perspective mm -hmm. right um you know uh, i had a family member pass away in a car accident wow. it was very it was it was one of those things where like, wow, your life can change in an instant. And I quit my job and I was like, I'm going to be do casting. Like I was, and I was 23 and, um, I basically was able to, I think I got my first job was like, I was, a, I was at a talent agency. It was a short time, big talent agency. And then <clears throat> I met my, my future boss out at a party. Um, I was very social in my twenties. I had a good time in New York city. And, um, yeah. I met him out and he had just started his casting company like six months prior. And he's like, would you want to come an intern? And I was like, Oh my, you know, cause he had, he, oddly enough, he had heard, overheard a conversation I was having with someone else. Well, sure. And I was talking about casting and sure. you know, what was going on. He's like, did you mention that? It yeah. Was, it was very right, right place, right time. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I started interning and then he hired me as, as an assistant about two weeks after that. And then I quit my the talent agency uh, 
internship. I was doing real estate at the time because, mm-hmm. you know, to supplement sure. income. Because obviously, yeah. um, as a casting assistant, you're not making um, money enough to survive yeah. in New York City. Coming uh, from a job that I was you know, making a ton of money. Right. So I was doing real estate and I did that for a while. Yeah. Where I supplemented my income. And then so it I, sounds like no matter what you've done, you've always had a bit of a hustle to you. For sure. Yeah. I mean, and I think you have to. Yeah. I think that's just, yeah. you know, that's kind of... That's, um, that's what gets you going, you Absolutely. know, that's what, you know, yeah. uh, and then, yeah, I did that for a while. I did that simultaneous and then I was finally able to, you know, make money as a casting director and, um, I worked actually for different networks on different shows and I, I kind of hopped around a little bit project to project. Um, I had start, I think I had met Paladino during that time. So I started freelancing with her, um, also at like kind of a younger age, um, and funny enough, the, the first casting director that I worked for, Danny Roth, at Casting House, I'm still, you know, he's still, I consider a family to me. Um, he's now producing films. So I've actually cast projects for him um, that he's produced, you know, which was my first boss as a casting director. Sure. So felt very full circle uh-huh. type situation. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's been, it's been a pretty, uh, it's pretty, been an interesting road. I've definitely, you know, there's been struggle, you know, there's been times of where things aren't necessarily, you know, consistent, but they've always come back around. I've really, you know, I think that I've really benefited from, like I said, the networking and just knowing people and um, being able to create business for myself, like with my company. And, you know, I'm really proud of it. Like I'm, I'm proud of where I've, you know, come. I'm now 41. And, uh, you know, I have to say that life is, is really good. I feel very, uh, I feel hopeful and I feel excited and I have all these cool projects going on and I'm working with all these really talented people. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting how, you know, like when I talk about recruiting or real estate, it's like a lifetime ago, you know, cause it literally was, I mean, it was I so got stuff like that. long Absolutely. ago. You're like, Oh my yeah. God, like yeah. I did it. You know, when I talk to people about real estate, I'm like, I used to do that. Like Excuse I sold me. apartments, you know, like that's wild. And people are like, yeah, like you had a different life. I was like, I did. Like, oh, I, I get it. Oh yes. I've done it all. But I, but I love that. You know, I yeah. love that I have that knowledge, you know, cause it really, it actually is helpful in everything that you do. Like the more that you do, I think it, it benefits what you're doing now you know i, I just i absolutely. really truly believe that absolutely so um yeah i mean I'm, I'm proud of my background i'm proud of everything that's happened i think the choices that i made have been um you know the right choices for me you know maybe certain people didn't agree with it along the way you know like just get a real job or figure it out i you know being creative and being in this industry is so fulfilling to me and, um, you know, we're about to start a family. Um, so it's, it's an exciting time for me, but at the same time, it's like, I'll always work. I'll always do casting. I will always, um, you know, be in this business in a real way. And yeah. I think, you know, from the people that I've met, I think it's only going to get, you know, better from here. So I'm, I'm just really, it's like a, it's an exciting time. It's a really exciting time for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Just a couple more things and we'll wrap up. Um, you know, you mentioned how a lot of casting directors used to be actors, which is very interesting, Mm -hmm. but in general, what 
type of person or type of skill set would you say makes a good casting director or a good fit for that career? That's a good question. I think you you certainly have to be a people person, mm-hmm. but not all casting directors are. Yeah. Um, I think you have to be a really creative, outside-of-the-box thinker. I think that, you know, when it comes to clients, I think you have to be really flexible um, because some are very difficult to work with. And I think the more easygoing that you are, um, but firm, I think it's like an easygoing but firm. I think there's a balance that that has to to play there, which I think I play. I walk that line pretty well. Um, And I think it's just about um, maintaining relationships, you know, maintaining um, relationships with people like, you know, like I worked with Kristen for, for so many years and I've worked with Danny for so many years and, um, you know, this production company now going on five years, my friend, the screenwriter seven, it's like, you just, I think it's maintaining relationships and not burning bridges with people. And, um, I think it's, it's about also, um, trusting your instincts. You know, I'm a very, I'm a very instinctual person. I think that, um, for me, the good stuff is auditioning, like in the room. Like I love that. Like cer- I've certainly negotiated contracts for celebrities, and I've done, oh. um, you know, wish lists for for things where you're like, you're like, okay, the celebrity would be good for this part. But the good stuff is really being in the audition room uh-huh. and working with actors and working with talent to get the best out of them. I think it's so. It must uh, be great. It's, yeah, absolutely. It's very fulfilling. It's really fun, and. Um, And I love that stuff. I don't think all casting directors feel that way. I think, you know, some of the bigger ones, and I've heard stories, of course, um, and it's, you know, they're not as warm or as friendly or as open um, during the audition process, which I think can be really difficult for actors. And they've told me that, you know, like, thank you for making this um, so easy and just so, you know, I'm so comfortable and I feel like I can be the best version of myself with you. And that to me is like that. There's no other, there's no higher compliment than that. You know, when you know that you've um, really made someone feel like they're not just another actor, like they're not just another body, you know, walking through the door. Um, So I think I pride myself on that, on that, um, on that feeling that people get. Absolutely. Um, So whether it be someone who's young, like you were, who already was interested in it, or an older person that for whatever reason decides to change careers and is interested in casting, what advice would you be for someone who's starting from square one and wants to get into casting as a career? I think it's really hard to do. Mm -hmm. I think you have to, unfortunately, um, intern. Mm Mm-hmm. And do things for free mm-hmm. and you know just kind of put yourself out there like i said i mean that's you're not going to really you're not going to get a paying job right away no most likely right. so i think you know whatever age you are you're going to have to take a hit and you know work for free and um learn the industry and you know be an assistant and you know just just work up the ranks i mean it's so interesting you know i've been doing it now for so long and you know, the interns that we have now based on like the intern, the type of intern that I was is very different, you know, especially with the younger kids. Like they just don't realize all that goes into it. They don't realize the hours and, you know, I work 24 seven. Like there's no, there's no nine to five. Oh yeah. No, this, this is, 
what I'm learning just by talking to you. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, I'm working weekends, I'm working at nights, like I'm working when anyone, you know, it, it just doesn't work like that. Yeah. So, and you have to do whatever you can do, you yep. know, and I think that uh, a lot of millennials and kids graduating from school and things yeah. like that, there's a, unfortunately a sense of entitlement or, yeah. uh, you know, something to it where they feel that they deserve something. Yeah. Um, and I earned it. Like, I earned it back in the day. I And know, still are. You still have to still do this it. job. Still yeah. earning it. You're not on salary or anything. You're still doing yeah, job to job. for yeah. sure. But it's also, like, I think that there's expectations um, for the type of uh, work that you're doing and things like that. Whereas, like, it's like, I was working sometimes until, like, 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night. Like, you just do it because you have to. And, um, and you want to look good, you know, um, kids today, they don't care. They want to go home. That's a whole other, that's a topic for a whole other podcast. I would say that, uh, (laughs) my advice for someone getting in is just do whatever you have to do. Yeah. Intern. Yeah. You know, don't get paid. Right. And just learn the business and, you know, hopefully someone will give you a chance. Yeah. And is, I may be totally wrong on this, is the CSA, the Casting Society of America, mm-hmm. is that a union for you guys? It is a union. And are you in that? I was in the union. I'm no longer in the union. And um, does that, what What does that mean for you? Whether it's like you're a in similar it or to not. like a SAG, you have to pay dues for it. Uh-huh. And, you know, there's protections, but you also can't do jobs that are non-union. Okay, so pretty much the same kind of thing as the actors' unions. That's yes. what I was wondering. Yeah. Okay, I, cool. I, at this point, I just want to be open to doing whatever God, I'm it doing, makes sense, so. of course. And speaking of the actors' unions, I meant to ask you this earlier. How much of the projects you do require union actors versus non-union actors? It's like 50-50. It is 50-50. Oh, yeah. okay, great. Yeah. So if you're a non-union actor, you'll you can still get plenty you can of work. Still get work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, great. Um, last question. Uh, can you watch a movie or a TV show or something and turn your work brain off and just enjoy it? Or are you always thinking about from your like behind the scenes casting perspective? That's a good question. Yes, I can turn it off, but there's nothing worse than when you're watching something and you know that it wasn't cast well or that someone else should be. In, in certain roles, you know. See, but, only a CD could say that, because how would anybody else watching it think to themselves, unless it's like some really weird, like that doesn't look realistic, that that right. person would be this character, but, but... Even more so, you know, you see something and you're like, wow, this was cast really beautifully, like very thoughtful, you know, like things like that, I think also play a part too. And you have to understand, with casting, a lot of times you're not getting your first choice. You're not getting your second choice. You're mm-hmm. not getting your third or fourth choice. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times that person is in that role, but they weren't your choice. And the chemistry with the other actors is off or whatever the right. situation. So you have to be very aware that sometimes it's magic that happens, you know, and you get people together and it works and it's beautiful. And sometimes it's not, and it's not necessarily your fault. You know, because it's just due to someone's availability or, you know, whatever the situation. Um, sometimes it doesn't play out as you would want it to, unfortunately. But uh, that's something that people have to keep in mind, too. I can't let this go yet because I'm, I'm just very interested on what this means. What do you mean by you see someone in a movie or something and you think that wasn't cast right? What does that mean? 
Well, I think if um, the chemistry is off with the actors, you know, oh, you can okay. tell when um, when you see a couple together and like they're not uh, good together. Okay. And you see something and you see I fire see. and you're like, those I people see. are amazing. Okay. You know, it's like that type of thing. Okay, gotcha. It's funny, the one thing like that for me, this is so specific, but I, I it's funny because I'm in the, pro- I'm, I'm right now reading one of these books. There's a whole series of books, there's been like 20 or 25 at this point, about this character Jack Reacher uh, by this guy Lee Child. And I've been a fan of these books forever, and I've read pretty much all of them, and I'm reading one of the new ones right now. And then eventually they came out with a couple of movies based on a couple of the books with Tom Cruise. Mm And I have to say, personally, if you read these books, he is not even, he is so not right Right. for that part at all. First of all, even the physical description Mm -hmm. is totally off, but also the whole character. I love this character from reading the books, and it is not Tom Cruise. I'm sorry. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's sometimes what happens. Right, exactly. Exactly. This is brutal. All right, well, a perfect note to end on. I want to thank you so much for doing this. Um, And everybody listening, uh, again, this is the Craft Business Life podcast. My guest has been casting director Lori Malkin. And um, if you're interested in this podcast or want to reach me for any reason, you can email Craft Business Life Podcast, all one big word, Craft Business Life Podcast at gmail.com. And Lori, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This was fun. All right.